Discussion of horror, cult films, and cinema. This is that country. The science family. Want a date? You better give yourself a golly t-shirt, buddy. My name is Warren. His name was Jason. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. Call me his name. The blackest eyes. Keep away. That's always mine. With your host, Loki Jesse. Cap dead. Details later. And Tim. Be my victim. Welcome to Troglodyte Podcast. I, I did that specially because we're recording on location at Infinite and Apparel Collectibles and um, the owner, Eric and Nolan, uh, that's a special hello for them, Mrs. Duffire. I am Loki Jesse. Across from me, it's not Tim, but we have, um, I didn't even ask what's your, what, what to call you. Um, Eric said you wanted to go by as Jerry Mayhem. Let me pass you the mic, cause like I, stupid me, I forgot the other mic, so uh, we're gonna be sharing a mic back and forth. So, oh, uh, I'm known to some. I am known to some. Would say as uh, Jerry Mayhem Castro. That was a nickname given to me and earned, I guess you can say. I did a lot of dumb things back in the day, so a little bit of chaos, I guess you could say. Like uh, your intro there with uh, <laughs> Heath. Heath Ledger. Yeah, that is gonna be so fun. <laughs> yes, um, you're fitting in for Tim. Tim is a new father of, of a beautiful baby girl, um, as I mentioned before. So, um, uh, thank you for filling in. And um, originally we decided. Well, uh, when I asked about the movie, uh, you didn't want to pick, and then we were gonna go with the black phone, but then. Um, with Eric on Saturday, we just started talking about films, and uh, the Night Flyer came up. Yeah, I'm surprised you remember that. Yes, I I remember a lot of things, dude. So, um, tell us why you um before we get into the film, tell us why you chose the Night Flyer. Well, going back into what you were you're talking about, so on Saturday, we you guys were talking about horror, and I'm not a big horror fan. Horror. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't follow a lot of horror. I didn't grow up watching it. So when I started describing the movie, you real quick knew the title within like the first few sentences that I described, which was the the fact it was a pilot who was a vampire and the the teeth, especially the the holes and all that. You remembered, which was mind boggling to me. I can't believe you remembered that. But I chose that movie just because of childhood nostalgia, basically. Yeah, because um, we, because like you thought like it was, uh, well, it was a TV film, but like we were like in, in a subject of anthologies, and that's why when that's you were right. when you were describing it, it's just wait a minute, this is a, a film, the night, you know, Night Flyer. So and then, then Stephen King. Uh, yes, Stephen King. So um, we just uh, let me see if I could just raise up the gate. 
All right, so I'm going to edit some of this part out, so it's going to be a funny episode. Yes, so we chose, we went with the Night Flyer, and I, like, was this the first, well, before we go into it, let's just, let me do the synopsis of it. So the Night Flyer is basically, um, it's about a journalist named Richard, Richard D, D something. These these nuts. nuts, So, (laughs) his his face looks like a nut sack. It was small. That guy was old, born old. I swear, that guy was like Benjamin Button or whatever. Seriously, that guy's more scary in in the movie than the actual vampire. That's that's. We'll get into that later on. But Jesus Christ. Yeah, it it really is. I'm just gonna be going back and forth. Um. So yes, like uh, Richard B. But Richard, Richard B. But <laughs> there's no one in the background walking around with his fingers up in the air. Right. That's his simple to um his lover scratch. Right. <laughs> He's a fan. He collects. He collects. Yeah, and he hooks it up, especially if your name's Scratch. Oh yes. <laughs> this sad world would be a much sadder place without the likes of you. Besides, I have fed well tonight. So very well. But listen closely, my inquisitive friend, because I say this only once. Do not follow me anymore, or I will swallow you whole. That much. I promise. So, the Night Flyer is about um, Richard D. Richard, yeah, Richard D. He's a journalist for the like a like a like a like a newspaper like, an inquirer yeah like an inquirer newspaper one of those ones from ones that prints like stories for like aliens and ghost encounters graphic and stuff, graphic yeah. stuff things like that and he 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 is upset because his piece of a dead baby didn't get put in the front page yeah. and his editor morrison like wants to give him a story about um uh, a pilot that's that, that's killing landing, yeah. landing small airports killing people and at first he doesn't draining want it draining them of their blood and at first he doesn't want it but then he um the editor gives it to this new girl named uh, kathy and at first he's gun-ho as he tries to befriend richard but he kind of like you know just a complete yeah, asshole to was, her that was very uncomfortable that scene. yeah and then <laughs> um he starts investigating the things going like going down the trail and as he gets getting closer, he keeps getting messages about like you know to stop, you know, to, you know, go away and things like that. Yeah. But Richard keeps pursuing, and, and though he he, out his name, yeah, well, no, they say his name at the beginning, yeah, that the the Dwight, uh, Dwight 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 Renfield, as a as a reference to Dracula. Yeah. So um, the editor Morrissey like doesn't like that Richard's withholding information. Doesn't like that, like he's you know taking his time, not taking like he doesn't want to give many tidbits of the story well, there's just phone yet. Call. Yeah, during that phone call, he says, "Don't fuck with my story." He says, "Don't fuck with my story. I'll have it ready when it's ready." And then he tells him, uh, "I'll call you when it's done." And so the editor gets pissed off, and that's when he he decides to bring in the girl to bait her to like, "Oh, here, you want the story back? Go ahead and go, you know, see what you can find with D." And then yeah, that's when they, I guess. Try to team up with. They 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 try to team up, but it's like he when they get a lead, he kind of double crosses her and goes goes by himself. But then, um, 
he he is eventually does track down the Dwight Renfield to the airport after a huge spree, but then, like in the confrontation, it's like he tells him to go drop the story, but before he goes, he kind of makes Richard drink his blood. Richard starts imagining like everybody is around him crazy, like back, like coming back from the dead. He starts going crazy, hacking everybody. The police show up, they shoot him. Catherine shows up right as when Richard is shot dead. She looks out the window and she sees Dwight walking to his airport, about to fly off into the night, searching for more victims. So that is the Night Flyer, uh, so to speak. Um, I always keep forgetting to say this, but spoilers ahead. So um, I got us. I got. Okay. So before you saw this, when was the last time you saw this film? Okay, so the last time I saw this film was probably when I was in middle school, which is why it stuck with me when you guys were talking about it on Saturday or movies, because this was one of the movies when I was in middle school, I think I saw it, that actually scared me. So now watching it as an adult, I saw it on, uh, what's today, Monday, I saw it on Saturday night. So Saturday night, yeah, I saw it as an adult, and I, I, yeah, it was nowhere near... The way I thought it was when I was a kid, I was still waiting for like those like jump moments, and nothing popped up. But I still enjoyed it, just not as much as I did when I was a kid. Uh, My wife was actually laughing at it, and I realized, yes, it was cheesy, but I did still enjoy it. My rating completely changed. I'll tell you that much. Like honestly, it, it. But it was a great film. I did enjoy it. The Richard D. Man, that actor, geez, uh, good actor, but he comes out in uh, Hot Shots. Part, part deuce, that's another reason why I couldn't stop laughing. He did a good job, but you realize in the movie, he's more scary as the character Richard than he than the vampire itself. Yeah. Like, it, like, that movie would not fly nowadays if you think about it. Like, back in the day, you know, okay, get it, you know, you're scared, but even then, if you realize the type of man that guy was, especially in the beginning when he grabs, what's her name, Catherine, Catherine. and then he, like... Uh, I don't want to make friends and da da da. Like, dude, that guy is borderline like psycho already, and like, looks like he was ready to just hurt her in general. And then throughout the film, he's just—he doesn't seem right. So yeah, the yeah. fact that they did the twist, I was like, oh, okay, I see. I can see why they did that now. But yeah, yeah. classic Stephen King, Stephen King twist. And uh, okay, I read. I remember seeing bits and pieces of this film here and there. I never saw the whole film until last night. Well, I saw half of it last night and the rest of the rest of it this morning. But it just it felt of its time. I mean, yeah. it I know when um when me and Tim did the craft, he said that like, you know, it felt it was the most 90s film he ever seen. And but I gotta say that this film really felt pure, like just it just felt so in like '90s TV. Like it was very like toned down. Like it was made for TV. It was made for HBO. That's where, yeah, exactly. It and, was a late night HBO movie. Yeah, and it was just just very. It was just very good though. It's like very like I don't know. Like I I liked it. Like you know, I liked the pacing. I liked the feel. There was a lot wrong with it, but there was a lot of great with it because of how, you know, the nostalgia factor. Yes, a lot of great nostalgia factor, but I gotta say that it did feel somewhat a little timeless, except like, kind of like, there were, well, there was no cell phones, so 
they were using like payphones and stuff and like the old school computers and oh like a like an old school like word processor that was like the the predecessor to the laptop when people <laughs> didn't have the the yeah they would just like you know type on the the word thing and you know they would save it to a disc and then go to a printer what what the, what was hilarious to me too is the fact that um just you, the general usage of the phones. Like we grew up using those dials. I mean, they they were in the hotel and had the the circle dial, and people are like, "Are you serious? You still use, like?" I I don't think my kids have ever seen those. No, no, like I and or ever even used those or wouldn't even know how to use one of those. That's, That's hilarious. That brings me. That reminds me of this. Um, the okay. So like, uh, I think the first VHS swap I went to in San Antonio was like two three years ago during the the pandemic when the pandemic just started it was like in july i think it was easter i forgot when it was anyway we i go there and i meet up with my friend with my best friend and her daughters and the little one uh the little uh, yeah uh she wanted uh one of those old school phones but like the the clear ones the clear phone, remember oh, those clear? Ones? Oh, the VTech, yes, dude. Everybody had those. Like they were, you could change the colors. Oh my god, those things. Even I had. It. Yeah, like so. And my sister had it. My sister had one too. So it's like, um, like I, I had the money, so I bought it for her as an early birthday gift. And I'm told that she still uses it, oh uses it to god, this day. That's horrible. Those things were ridiculous, and then they were ridiculously overpriced just for a freaking phone that you barely would use. Yeah, like well, they came out with like the phone, and then like a, a TV, and other other clear stuff, electronics, for you could just stay this light up when they when they turn on. But um, okay, the 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 okay, the actor Miguel Ferreira, I think that's his last, like yeah, that's his name, Miguel Ferreira. Okay, yeah, you mentioned um. Uh, what film did you mention? When oh, he was hot shots, hot shots part. Yeah, yeah hot shots part. Yes, yeah. yes, hot shots. Yes, he was the he was the one that was scared to go yeah. to war, and then he ends up like blowing a big ass not mucus inside of a fucking tissue with Charlie Sheen. Oh my god, yeah, he was an idiot. And then he's all uh, like, "War, it's fantastic." Yes, dude. Yeah, he comes out on a bunch of films as an asshole, so he played a good role in this one. It was just, it was the movie was a lot of overacting. Yeah, like okay. Did you, the, um, like, yes, um, I say this because, like, you know, P.B. Herman just passed away, but the editor, have you ever seen Porky's? Yeah, of course. Okay, that was, the editor was Pee-wee. Oh, oh my God, of course. Well, uh, yeah, well, you know, I mean, he rest in peace, but yeah, like, damn. <laughs> yeah, like, like, I just, like, when he's right there laughing and I'm like, oh, my God, like, that is like yeah, I, when I looked at the credits, you know the IMDb, but like I saw like he was PB from Porky's. Like what the fuck? Yeah, yes, that's, yeah, that's where the editor. Yes, there we go. I, I was like, I knew, I knew him from somewhere, and he's Pee-wee, dude. That's yeah. hilarious, and he did that role very well. He was an. The funny thing is, he was very good as the editor in this. Yeah, like he, I think he carried the movie. He he did carry the movie. Like he knew, I guess, since like he, since he's a um, since the cat uh, since he's the editor, he knew how to play people just well to manipulate them. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, exactly. Like he played them both very well. He played them into what he wanted. It, it worked out very well for him. It was just, again, uh, he. <laughs> you got to give him credit because he didn't overact. I guess you can say. But the, the what's her name? Catherine. 
Yeah. And then, oh my God, Richard. I don't know their real names as actors. They did good, don't get me wrong, but overacting, man. But you like to your point earlier, it's it's such a 90s movie. Yeah, because um, well, the girl, Catherine, I, I forgot her. I, li- I did look her up, but she only has like two films to her credit. And then she just like, you know. Kind of disappeared. Yeah, like I guess like she, she fought either, either she went, either she moved behind the camera and started working behind the scenes or it just wasn't for her. Like some people do that. Some people um they're okay with just like doing one film and then just like calling it a day a few roles just like what the vampire i didn't see him in very many either i just recognize him from few roles where he just maybe did a cameo or two but i don't even know who he is as well actually he he's done he's still acting but like again like he's very like you know minor roles in background in fact i was reading that when he um when he signed on for the part that he read the lines and stuff and he was excited for that but then when he realized that he was going to have like a face mask. the face mask and things like that, he was cool with it. But it was just totally like um, out of the blue. Like he didn't know that it was going to, I guess he didn't really tell him like he was going to be behind the, the mask. Yeah. yeah. And like his lines were going to be like more like of a sort of a narration or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you're right. I mean, but in the end, I, I that was probably hands down my favorite part of the whole movie was the way the I get I didn't know it was a face mask by the way. Thanks for telling me that. I mean the hands obviously when he touches his face at the end, yeah. uh, towards the end when he has you know he goes to the bathroom and he has that moment with Richard. Uh, but I didn't know that was a face mask. That's pretty badass. That was my favorite of the whole movie. That's why hands down that was my favorite. And wanting to choose this movie, why I chose this movie was because the vampire looked awesome. Like it, it actually scared me, especially when he said, "I want to see your face." Dwight, show me your face. He turns around. You don't, exp- you, you know, you're thinking a, a monster, yeah, but the way he looked was pretty badass to me. I thought it was fucking awesome. It scared the shit out of me. And then with the the two fangs, I mean, how the hell did, damn, when he, I wish they would have shown how he fed. That that was one thing I wish, like in Blade yeah. Part 2 especially, that was my favorite, favorite vampire of ever. At least it's a hybrid, right? But this vampire that they were showing, I, I know it's a knock to Dracula or, you know, but this was a, a different type of vampire like a hybrid i guess also and i i just wish there was more of a a background as to like you know because the whole cloak thing was so stupid to me i think that was like the cheesiest and like i think the what ruined the movie for me with the cloak that that why the why the fucking cloak like i get it dragon but why the fucking cloak like i don't get it and then when in the very beginning when the mechanic uh describes to Richard, uh, what he saw, and he describes the cloak. It even flew back like bat wings, and they show him. It's like, dude, that does not look like bat wings. It looks like a fucking cloak. <laughs> <laughs> it did, but it was just, I okay. It was so, a cheap ass cloak too. It was a cheap ass cloak, dude. It looks like you could have fucking bought that at the Dollar General or something. From a costume, you know, for a fucking thirteen year old. <laughs> well, depending on how old this vampire is, he probably did buy it for a daughter because at that time a daughter was expensive. <laughs> That what that movie was made? What year? Ninety what? Well, the movie was made in ninety seven, but I'm saying like you know in story like when he became a vampire, oh, when he became a vampire like in the thirties or forties, yeah, like like he probably like bought the cloak at a daughter, which was expensive at the time. <laughs> I'm just saying. But um, yeah. I was gonna say that, to my knowledge, uh, this is um because I because I, I like Stephen King. Yeah. Maybe maybe Nolan will show up since we say Stephen King a lot because he's a big he's a big Stephen King fan. But 
um, to my knowledge, this is like the second time I see Stephen King write a, a vampire. The first time I saw this, well, the, it's one of his other famous uh, stories is the Salem Slot, which has to do with vampires. Well, it's a vampire. Um, um, but but the film for that they had like the head vampire looks sort of like Nosferatu, and like okay, my point being that like he interprets or he writes vampires in a different way, like the way. Um, the way that the white look with the fangs, like with one tooth here and one oh, tooth in the bottom. Vari- yeah, like a different variation, I guess, his interpretation, which was great. That's why, I, I guess, that's why I was so intrigued. Um, but, it, it, you know, it, it, it is funny, though, how when I saw it as a kid, I would have totally ranked that, like, one of the best movies ever. And now as an adult, I'm like, I don't know anymore. <laughs> but it, again, though, I, I really enjoyed the movie. And there's a lot of things that I enjoyed, and there's a lot of things that are just, like, why like why <laughs> so many questions <laughs> but okay so so if we're going with this quest with this questions in the story like did this like intrigue like did this get you like did it make you like you know did it just like you know grab you the story just the way it was told because it wasn't so like a traditional vampire story or vampire film okay. it felt more like of a detective story and the vampire was just, like, looming in the background until, like, the very end. Okay, so I guess in order for me to make you understand, my point of view would be to explain it from the get-go. Uh, so the reason why I was intrigued at, at first, when I first saw it, I'm, I'm, when I saw it was in 97. I don't know how old that was. I know I was a, probably in middle school, late night watching HBO. Uh, had a TV in my room, changing the channels, saw that come on. Uh, don't remember exactly if I started start, started watching it from the beginning, but I know uh, for a fact that I did see when the first pilot, I believe, was his his head was. Oh no, I saw the scratches where he gets the scratches. Like, oh my god! And I remember, oh god, okay, I'm gonna start watching this. So I started watching, it. and I remember I kind of passed through it, started watching some other stuff, and then I, when I went back to it, that's when uh, I got to the scene where he was in the bathroom. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit. And that, that's when I was hooked. I was like, okay, I'm not going to change it now. And that's when he went to the bathroom. It starts popping the mirrors and starts talking to him and does a voice. And you're like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? Then uh, what got me the most, like I said earlier, was my favorite when he reveals his face. I was like, oh, shit. You know? So I was constantly looking for that movie on HBO late at night. I couldn't find it, couldn't find it until finally, I don't know how many years later, if not months or whatever, I finally saw it full of, through and I loved it because I saw the whole thing. That's what I I loved all of it. Now changing and watching it as an adult, you know, I, I chose it. I was like, hey man, you remember the movie? So then you found it for me to watch it. So I was like, oh shit, I need to watch it. Sat down and the kid in me was so excited, kind of like shaking, like oh man, like you know, so excited. And then it started really well. I was like, wow, this is exactly how I remembered it. But then almost automatically, immediately, it was killed because of the fucking cloak, <laughs> and I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, oh my god, like. Uh, I, I just said, oh, shit, like, I'm going to sit through it just because I want to see it and see what happens and why I enjoy this movie. Uh, <laughs> and I'm glad I did because there was a lot of good, in it, like, a lot of good things that I really, really enjoyed. And then, like I said, going back to a lot of the bad things, uh, I guess to start with the bad, the just some of the overacting, the cheesiness, but 90s movie. Yeah. So in all, even though it's so cheesy and crappy. I loved it. <laughs> I couldn't, st- but this time I was watching it like smiling and enjoying it like that as compared to maybe I was, you know, younger, 13, 14, laughing, like scared, like literally scared. Like, oh shit, like, like I want to go sit down with my mom and dad and watch this, you know, like, damn, you know. 
And now as an adult, I just, I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, wow, my kids would probably laugh at this. Like, I, you know, and mind you, I have a six-year-old, an 11-year-old and a 16-year-old. And they all would have been like, are you serious? This is stupid. Like, compared to the stuff we see nowadays. And then, and not, and not just like in scary movies. I mean, in real life situations. Which now brings me to that part that was kind of disturbing. But again, it's like a movie of its time. This movie would not pass with all the shit that's going on in the world nowadays. It's hilarious. But it was such a good movie. Especially like the scenes that, you know, were portrayed a certain way. Like, um, give us an example. Like, a thing. Give us an example of like things that would not pass. Like, okay, like the, okay, okay, perfect. Like, so like the example would be if you were sitting in a bar and you saw Catherine with the gentleman Richard and that interaction, would you have done anything? Honestly. Okay, I see what, okay, I see what you mean now. Yeah, okay, okay, now, yeah, yeah, so do you see the picture? Okay, for those of you that haven't seen the movie, uh, just paint a picture. Uh, she follows him. Uh, he doesn't know, and then... Actually, no, he did know. Or, well, he sees her. Yeah. He sees her at the bar, so he doesn't know that she follows him, but then he sees her, and he's like, oh, shit, like, she's gonna approach him, so she does. She tries to befriend him, um, and then he's just a complete asshole to her, and he tells her, I don't want to be friends, you're, you're basically stupid, you know why you're here, and he just belittles her. He, I what, berates her, I guess you could say, and then as she literally picks up her stuff and offers to buy him a drink, or she picks up her stuff and weeping and ready to leave, he literally grabs her like and pulls her towards him like like and really rough actually right i mean it's yeah. it was pretty rough uh, i mean not horrible but noticeable to if any gentleman or even female or anybody nowadays would have seen that they would have been like hey what the? at least i think I, in my opinion maybe i'm wrong okay. right but um i think most people are like oh shit like what's going on hey man you know especially because she was crying and she looked scared and and the close encounters like you know yeah but maybe I'm, I'm, you know, you know. No, it's okay. But it's one of those, like, wow, like, holy shit. And that made me uncomfortable for a second, but I was like, oh, shit. Oh, but then again, it's part of the movie. Right. And then later on, now fast forward completely to the very end and how she twists it and says, oh, that's Richard D., the Night Flyer. And you realize, hey, well, okay. Nice plot twist now, okay, because he was a fucking asshole. He was a jerk. He was a, I wanted to punch him in the face. He played that very fucking well. That's why I loved it. Yeah. But at the same time, but that's why it was so good because I hated him. And that's what you want. That's what he, that's what his mission was. Like, that's why I love wrestling so much. Also, yeah, you, the point is you, you hate, you got to hate. You want, you're going to be healed. You need everybody to hate you to where, yes, it doesn't bother you. But some part of you is like, man, why does everybody hate me? And those guys that can go out there and not give a shit, those men, those are the best. And, and like, I mean, uh, for example, Dominic Mysterio, that guy's the most hated motherfucker in wrestling right now. MJF, like, but everybody, everybody loves them too. Like, you know, this guy did that perfectly in this movie. He played the best jerk and asshole that I wanted to punch him. And it was disturbing as a human being to just be, see the way he was. And then that she twisted it. It It's like, oh shit. Okay. Well, that works. You know, I liked it. it. That's why I enjoyed it. Well, she was playing off to what the the advice that he gave her. That's what yeah. she remembered. That like you know, like oh, yeah. the never write what never write what you see. Never believe what you write, never, and only and only write what you don't what you don't see yeah, or something like, something like that. Yeah. It's uh, perception is reality. It's, yeah. uh, it, it, and uh, I think that kind of qualifies. Maybe I don't know, but it's just like what she told. Like she noticed when he locked her in the closet. Uh, the hotel um when he betrayed her because he doesn't want to like share a story it it it's like 
he was already getting obsessed with the story. He was losing himself in this. Oh, he was and focused. Yeah, he was so focused and he was so like into this that like you know it's like he's the only one that can handle it. Well, because he wanted he wanted to get the front page back. Remember yeah. that's that and that's how that's how uh, Pee Wee <laughs> baited him. He said, "Hey, you want your front page back?" go for this and then it kind of flipped the switch on him too where he's like well no fuck you this is my story uh, uh it's gonna be done when it's done and then look what happened yeah no that's right because um she wrote well you know like you know like see it's like she saw it's like she saw the dwight leaving and she knew she knew she knew right away that if she pursued it she would end up like him yeah. so rather than then just going forward with with what she knows, she just twisted around and he just became like a patsy, yeah. you know, this is like a perfect fall guy for everything. But it kind of it, it kind of explains that massacre, but it's not. Just, but it, but how are they gonna spin it for the explain well, the other killings? Well, well see the, the, again, and now going back to the story, uh, kind of going with what you're saying is that this is when I wish if this movie can be remade now. That would it'd be a damn good story. Like if it's told pretty much the same way, just maybe I don't want to say different actors, but maybe in a different light, in a different like I don't know, just remade. Now I think it would be great. With, not just because of technology, just with just uh, even maybe the old actors could come back in and do redo it again. I don't know. Like, but I think it could just be done way better. So. Going back to also like a, we were, you know, how you asked what did I not like and what did I like. So hand in hand, I just showed you, or I just told you, explained to you how I didn't like one thing, but it ended up being I did like it because it explained the story. So I'll continue with that. The one thing, I, the other thing I didn't like was, uh, it, it, you know, cheesiness. Yes, we keep saying that, but again, it, it went really well for the movie. For example, the now like that something would wouldn't pass would be someone noticing how people act. Yeah. You know, like like the old lady, yeah, or like uh, the, the the guys that were catatonic after they were bitten. You you know, you would have caught on real quick. Like, hey, what the fuck? Like, you know, you probably would have reported something. At least I would have, right? But again, if you actually pay attention to the film and if if you watch it, you realize, okay, it, it's doing it like this for a reason. It's like saying, <laughs> um, what are those stupid white people or people in scary movies where they always they they run towards the danger instead oh, of away yes. from it yeah, like yeah. there's a fucking running car and they're like oh let's run into the woods no yeah. Tomas, get in the car and take off stupid like yeah, it, the, the commercial you know exactly yeah like that guy cool or whatever the fuck yeah. yeah it's exactly like you know like you pay attention and it's for a reason everything's done for a reason so i really think that's what annoyed me, but also I enjoyed it again. Like that's why I was always laughing at the whole the whole time. Like, oh my god, this could be done so much better. Like, why did you do this? It could be done so much better. But again, it it was it was told well for its time. Yeah. And I think now, if it were a rem- I would love for a remake. Stephen King, please do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be awesome. Uh, it, it would it would do so much better. Uh, but like going back to the catatonic, the the men, the the mechanic knew something was up. Yeah. And he didn't fucking report shit. Like, come on, man. Like, you know what I mean? And the wife. Okay, granted. And but there, what is he? Richard is interviewing the the, the barber, the the salon girl. What's yeah. it? The, yeah, the, 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 yeah. And then she's like, oh, like she knew something was wrong too. She she said it herself. Oh, she never changes the norm. But she didn't say anything just about the dinner guest. Okay, so you don't report anything. You don't say anything. Like you know, like. Well, 
Well, they're under the ment. These, this is like small town, so like you know, they're under the mentality of you know, like well, it's none of my business. Well, okay, it's so like none of my business, but like you know, but it's something for them to gossip. Okay, well, small then, town gossip, basically. Well, then answer me this: then was she like hypnotized or something? Because obviously she's not all there, but she's there because she's okay with her husband being fucking drained in front of her and then almost decapitated, and then she dies peacefully. So that like. Did they ever mention that? Because I never caught that. If she was hypnotized or was she just in love with the dude or... Well, no, because like she knew him before he was a vampire. Because when when Richard is going through his plane, he finds that that book that photo album. So he's going through the pictures, and then he sees a picture of her when she was younger, with the way her hair, what the way that she had the her way hair. She used to. Yeah, the way she used to. She got her hair perm that same so style. It was just her though. So it was just her acting on her own accord. Right? Yeah, it was just her acting on her own accord because that's she... Up. That's even more fucked up. See, that's where I was confused. I was like, wait a second. Like, she's smiling about this the whole fucking time. That's demented. So, But at the same time, like, vampire stories, I believe... Uh, am I wrong? Correct me if I'm wrong. What, uh... They usually hypnotize you, or right? They something with a gaze, like what? Mo- I mean, almost every movie has it. Twilight, all those. Yeah, uh, almost every movie has like something where like a va- the vampire like you know hypnotizes or mesmer. Yeah, same thing. Hypnotize, mesmerize, hypnotize, or just controls you. Like no, well, hypnotize meaning they they control yeah. you, but mesmerizes that they're uh, like they're like uh, what's it? I'm looking for the word like in Spanish they're, they're pelotao. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they they're Ah, drawn to you basically. Yes. Yes, because um, well, even in the well, the um, in the original film, well, yeah, in the original film, Dracula, um, you know, like he basically mesmerizes um, Renfield to eat bugs only, and that's basically what 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 Dwight did. He like you know he mesmerized the the husband to just do what he does. You know, well, just no, but see that's where I'm confused. Like, well, no, not confused. Sorry, let me rephrase. He's, so he shows up, but the first pilot, not, he just goes to check out what's going on. Remember, he's all mad, like, hey, you just got here super late, this guy. Hey, you need to get your shit and get the fuck out of here. And then he gets attacked. He's bitten, so that's why he's basically hypnotized now. The second guy, same thing. I'm asking about the uh, the reason why I bring it up was because the female, she's never bitten until the very end. So I thought she was hypnotized, but now that you tell me that she's not, it's like, damn, that's even fucking worse of a person than the vampire itself. She let her fucking husband get murdered and chewed up and all this and didn't even care and then wanted to get bitten. And that, that's even worse, dude. Yeah. Well, you know, because you know, like in the beginning, the first guy that was investigating, he dies because, you know, he was like snooping around. So he dies because of his own curiosity. And he literally gets his head like cut off. I think. I think you remember. No, no. The sec, the husband. The husband was the one that got the head ripped off. Well, maybe both of them uh, got their heads no, ripped well, off. They, they, they all basically did. So oh, no. you're talking about the FBI when he pretends he. Okay, so Richard talks to the sheriff, yeah. and that's when the sheriff describes that the head of the husband was almost completely torn off because it was drained of blood, yeah. and then that the wife was was killed, but not in any type of similar fashion. She was like happy about it. And she had the gaping holes. Epa. No. Yes. Okay. Now I remember. So when he's going to the morgue and he sees the first guy that died, he just sees the scratches and then the draining of the blood. When he goes to talk to the the sheriff from the other one, that's where like, you know, the husband's head is cut off and then the wife is just like, you know, there in bed. But it's because the wife knowingly and wittingly like 
like gave up her husband to the the vampire because she brought she because she had known him before they uh before we started, oh sh- <laughs> yeah that was a surprise from eric the store <laughs> no The, the dog's just chasing away. Sound pads. Anyways. Anyways. Um, so. <laughs> so the wife. The wife knew him. Knew Dwight before he became a vampire. So she was. That was basically her first love. And maybe, like, any time he came into town, like, she would, like... He tapped it. He not only tapped it, but maybe she, like, went in and, like, gave up her gave her boyfriend or husband or whoever. Know, man, but, but then again, true. like, then the small town would wonder, it, like... she would take her down. Yeah. You would. You were checking out. I no, would, I would. You would take her down. That's a, I would take down Catherine. That didn't come out right. Um, would. I would... Catherine looks so nice and cute. You know what she reminded me? Sorry. Oh, I thought I was talking too loud. No, you know who she reminded me of? And actually, like, her last name was Blair. So she kind of reminded me of Selma Blair. Oh, she she was, was, I mean, I'm not going to knock her, but I guess I am. She just didn't, uh, I wasn't very, I want to say impressed, you know. But, yeah, I was like, eh. She was crying the whole time. Like, she would look like she was so scared of everything. It was annoying. Like, but... I, I mean, I guess that was a movie. She played the part. And then when she tried to be tough, it was just not believable. But, I mean, again, it was a good movie. Um, she played her part to what it needed to be, uh, I guess you could say. Um, but, it, uh, yeah, I know you wanted to fuck the old lady. No. God, no. Not, nothing against, you know, older people. <laughs> but, no. You're I- salivating at the mountain right now. Yeah, because I'm thinking of Catherine, dude. Like she had those like doughy, she had those doughy eye eyes and like that innocence about her, that like that charm and just like it's it's like she had this like sweet, innocent determination. And then at the end, it's just like to get some cock. At the end, she just realized that like in order for her to make it, she had to you know, follow Richard's advice and just like, you know, change things up a bit. It's just, so you liked, you enjoyed the agent. I was just, it wasn't believable. I, I mean, I can see how you enjoyed that or that about her, but I just didn't find it believable. I was just, that's why I thought it was funny that Richard just walked all over her and was an asshole to her. Um, I think it, it, it just, because now I guess I'm thinking about women nowadays and even back then, shit, my mom wouldn't have taken that bullshit. You know what I mean? Would your mom have? You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I guess I didn't like it. But maybe that's because that's my culture, the culture that we live in. Uh, and plus, I mean, we're, we're what, Hispanic, Latino, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, I don't know. I just thought it was pretty shitty how he walked all over her. But it was kind of like, she never, I'm not saying she should have grown a pair. But, I mean, she just let herself get walked all over as well. And. Uh, I've been walked all over before, you know, I was bullied a lot growing up, so I know how that feels, but you know, you got to get out of that shit. And I guess that's why I didn't like her. Cause it was like, Hey man, like, don't, don't take that bullshit. Like, and then I feel, I don't want to say it was a cop out, but again, I understand the story and that's why I enjoyed it. How she flipped it and then turned it on him, like kind of like a fuck you. But I was kind of like, dude, like 
you should have just done that from Jump Street and just like done a fuck you to Richard because he was an asshole. But again, I would on I I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. Uh, I would love to see it. Like I can't you know say it enough. I would love to see a remake, dude. Well, um, I'll say this and then I'll move on. But it's just like she. It's like okay, so like the their stories are in. Okay, there's Eric again. <laughs> So, like, their stories are just, like, you know, like, well, they're intertwined, but it's just, like, you know, like, his, Richard's story is one that's already, like, a ending, you know, like, you know, he's that, he's that one, I forgot how it's saying, but, like, you know, he's that, that still wants to retain the glory, that still wants to be on top, and will do whatever it takes to be on top. Oh, he was a glory hound. Yeah, yeah. glory hound. And she, she was just starting out her her role, her way of life, and oh, hands down. Yeah. and she just like she, it's just like she had to realize that like in order for her to to get to that top to that position, she had to be you know you be as ruthless as Richard was. That oh, is yeah. why why she did what she did. But as far as her being walked on all over, it's because it's like she still had that that hope and innocence to her. And it wasn't until the end of the film where it's just like she realized that like she needs to let go of all that stuff in order to 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 move to you know to to get that fame. Well, not that fame, but like you know, to get that top spot. Oh yeah, of course. Because no, hands down, I agree with you completely. No, hands down, I agree with you. Uh it, it, what I'm but my point was is like uh agreeing with you earlier, like it's a movie of its time. Yeah. So I guess my dispute with that uh, is, is to disagree in a sense where, it, it, you know, everything can always be done better. Yeah. And, and I guess because my expectation from when I saw it when I was a younger gentleman okay. as to now, my expectations back then were more, you know, I believed it so much more as compared to now as an adult. Yeah. That as an adult, I'm kind of like, man, it could have been so much better. But, I mean, again, it's something I grew up with, like Power Rangers. I love Power Rangers. And it's so cheesy as hell, but I still enjoy it. But then I realized, like, wow, so stupid. But why do I enjoy this? You know what I mean? But I still love it. Like, I still love it. So I, I completely understand and I agree with you. I just, um, again, uh, I guess I, I hyped it up in my own mind, too, to yeah. be. And I had this high expectation when we were talking about it on Saturday. Like, oh, man, like, that was one of the greatest movies I'd ever seen as a kid and this and that. So when I saw it as an adult, I was kind of like, not disappointed, but just like, eh. But in the end, I'd still give it a solid nine, dude. Like, or, or, or yeah, like I'd still give it a solid nine because I, I really enjoyed it. Like, not just because of nostalgia, because of your, like what you're saying. Um, and not just because we're talking about it. Like, because thinking about it, because I saw it again on, I saw it on Saturday and then I saw a little bit on Sunday just because I had little parts that I wanted to, like, hey, what is Dwight, you know, Renfield and stuff like that. Like, remembering the names um, and then trying to figure out Pee Wee. I knew I saw him from somewhere. I'm so glad you remembered. And then Richard, he came on Hot Shots. Uh, Robocop. Robocop. There you go. Exactly. Robocop. There you go. See, like, so I looked at the movie again and I enjoyed it in a different way now. And I'd still give it a solid nine. And it, it's, I, again, I would love to see a fucking remake, dude. Can you imagine how good it would be? Like, honestly, how good it would be if the story was told the same story just now? It would be great. Especially with Richard, like, being Richard, the fucking actor, or, like, just the asshole you know, and then that same type of scene where you grab a person, you know, just modernized everything. Holy crap, that movie would scare people. And not just because of the vampire, but because of the, the character itself. 
where I think it would make people even believe that there would be no vampire that would probably was Richard the whole fucking time. Well, uh, how can I say this? Well, I thought about it when you were saying it. It's like, it's just like, okay, can we agree? Um, can we? Okay, okay. First, let's agree that. Well, this is how I see it. I see that you are viewing this, you know, like you said, as an adult. You're you're viewing it as an adult for the times that we're in. Yeah, yeah. And I am viewing it. You know, as an adult, for the times that it was. Yeah, exactly. That's you know, that's where we're, and you know, like that's that's totally good. You know, but because uh, then again, also because you have what you watch horror like daily, right? Okay, the last movie I saw horror was Annabelle, and that was maybe three years ago. And how many Annabelles have they made? I, I can't even tell you what part that is. You know what I'm saying? And I wouldn't even know if that was horror or what type of horror that is, because like music, there's so many different fucking genres. So, uh. Yeah, like I'm just basing it off, you know, on my own opinion and from what I've seen, because I don't even know what genre this would be or considered even. Well, you know. it's not. It's not that it, that that like it's not that I see horror all the time. It's just that like I'm able. Oh well, not, it's like I kind of feel like I'm able to like see the film, a uh, film or films when they were like set in their time in the settings and stuff. And like you said, like you know, like you were saying, like you know how like. You know, like you were seeing this, you'd be like, "Man, this bitch!" Which my mom would tell this guy off, like, you know, yeah. this and that, because like you know, yeah, you're, my you're, is different yeah, now. your opinion is different because like you're seeing it through the eyes of of today, as compared to when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah and I'm seeing, I'm, and I have the only nostalgia I have to this film is just the settings, gotcha. but I'm just seeing it more like of a, of the, yeah, the settings, the the, the, the the times are neutral, like, so it's just. Like and then going to like if they were to make this today, pants down, I'm pretty sure they would change Richard from male to female from male to female. I, I maybe like you know maybe though who knows like maybe the maybe the editor will be a female instead of a male or so like you know they they're gonna have these little changes and not just that but like how would they be get around with the FCC things you know with the with the the flying and stuff ever since nine eleven. But the good things like that's a good point. See, it's just like when okay, when when they made this, the story was a it was a forty page short story. You know what? And that's a good point because my wife brought that up too. She was like, I don't I don't know exactly what she said, but she brought that up too, like how he traveled like nothing. And at the same time, I was like, wow, that's that's true. And then now you now that you said FAA FAA or FCC FCC whatever, I remember in one of the freaking scenes where. Richard gets on the phone and he impersonates FCC and real quick the guy's like oh yes we're we're ready to help you out whatever whatever and like back in like you can't do that nowadays and back in the day you get a phone call no caller ID you couldn't yeah so you know what to your point you're right I didn't that I didn't consider there was caller ID at the time but like it wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't in everybody's home like it is yeah, it wasn't every so. It was like a little like device that you would have to pay like a dollar or two extra to you oh, know to yes, to, to add it. Yes, for a landline. Yes, I remember that because my my dad still works for yeah. So my dad still works for a telephone company. So yeah, back in the day, it was a special phone that would only do it, or you had to have a special device connected to your phone in order to get the caller ID, and you had to pay. I think it started out before it was like eight bucks, and then it went to like four, then it went to two, and then it went to one, and then obviously it became free. Yeah. And also, there's just like so much because like, okay, uh, okay, 
Okay, like he does refer to Richard does refer to the the white people as Hicks, huh. and he would say like you know in the recording you know like you know this this guy this Renfield guy this Dwight guy is landing in small airports airports that are so small that they get overlooked by the FCC where that drug dealers can come in and you know load, load drugs well, and things like that. See, and that's what I was going to tell you right now too. Like it's possible. I mean, we live in a border town. You know, we live in a border town. I'm a delivery driver, and I deliver to an airport all the time, at least maybe once a week. We have deliveries for an airport or one of the local airports because we have the big one, and then we have the small private ones. I've gotten to one of the private ones, and I've seen, no bullshit, a freaking plane show up while I'm delivering. A family walks out, like, no bullshit, like four or five minutes tops. Plane lands, people onboard, get their stuff, walk out as I'm walking out after I'm delivering, and they're just gone. They don't. Even, they just said hi to everybody, and they're like... In and out. So obviously they own the place or they, you know, everything's prepared or they're rich or something. But I mean, if it's that easy for them uh, and during the day, yeah. and that's during the day, dude, I'm telling you, this is like nine in the morning to like 11 all the time when I do this delivery. Like, so this, is a, if this guy were to do it at night, I mean, it's, it's pretty possible if you know the right people. Yeah. And then certain planes can fly under the radar. I mean, it's it's possible. It's definitely possible, and then we live in a border town, so. No, and I remember when I was when I was driving to Bastrop, Bastrop. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, whatever you say. Um, I know when I was driving through there, like I passed through like a small defunct um airport, just right there in the fields. So it's just like you know, like some it's it's it was abandoned and stuff, yeah. but like these things are still there they're just like not active well see and then you got to take keep in mind laredo there's a lot of parts of laredo that i didn't know about or not that uh, how do i say this uh they still exist right they're still there it's just um nobody lives there and i'm doing quotations uh at least there's no anybody living there that we know of but i mean there's a lot of landing strips all over laredo did you know that there's a lot of landing strips all over laredo like in open areas um and I will, I, you know, obviously won't say locations, but there's a lot of places on the outskirts of Laredo, even city near the city that people don't see and realize that there's a landing spot right there. So it's possible. That's why I'm saying it'd be pretty damn cool to modernize this movie. But um, going back to what you're saying, I see, you know, your neutral playing field. And, and I guess I should see it like that, too. No, but but the, the thing is. I guess because we were talking about it and going back, like we were talking about on Saturday. So I had this high expectations of like, it's going to scare the shit out of me. Like I told you from when we first started right now that I was waiting for the jump moments to be like, you know, scared, you know, because I remember when I was a kid and I saw this movie, I was under the covers and like scared, ready to put the covers over my head. If not like uh, close my eyes or turn my head to the left or right and just not look. And I was waiting for that on Saturday and I didn't get it. And I was like, wow, why did I like this movie? And breaking it down like we are now, and then like I did myself yesterday and Sunday, it's like, um, I started out like, man, I really don't like this movie after all. And then now I realize, ah, I really I really do like this movie. I, Before we started this conversation, I would have said, eh, I'll give it a solid five, six. And realizing and breaking it down and now realizing how much I like it, I'd give, definitely give it a solid nine. Well, when I came, well, okay, so... I enjoyed this film. Like, I liked the fact that it was just, like, very, it wasn't too showy. It was just, like, you know, very, like, and I'm not saying this because it was, like, it was a TV film, but it was just, like, 
structured and done very well. Well, see, I didn't know it was a TV film. Yeah. I didn't know it was a TV film until right now, earlier when you, we had started this conversation. Well, see, here's the thing. that like When it started off, it was going to go to theaters, but um, they were going to distribute it through Paramount. But Paramount would have released it in Halloween of 98. So it wouldn't have competed. Then it, the- it wouldn't have competed. So they went to a different distributor. I think they went to HBO, which released it on TV in April of 97. And then it went to theaters, I think, a few months later. But it was like a small theatrical run. And this, is, this is the time when HBO had that, that like, uh, I, of course, I have to use wrestling. But like that uh, vignette. I don't know, not a vignette. Uh, where it would say HBO, at not at night or whatever, but it would do like the... The snow, the TV snow. Right? Oh, the HBO feature presentation yeah, thing, like the da da da. Yeah, yeah, and then it was like you know. Yeah, so that was back in the day. Well, that was the intro. Yeah. What I'm talking about was late at night when this movie came on. It would do HBO, and it would do the ba, and then it would do that snow. Oh. Uh, I don't remember that. That was around. That was the time I remember. HBO would do that real late night, and now that I think of it, that's how I. Now that I, you say it's a TV movie, that's how I know it's a TV movie. Then because if it was a TV movie, that's when it would show that damn show that it was a, a guy that a reporter, uh, a single guy. Dream on. Yes, that would be late at night too, right? Yeah, because yeah. they had they had Dream on, and then they had Arliss. Yes, Arliss. Okay, so Arliss was before, and then it was Dream on, and then later on it would show like some random ass scary movies, TV movies, which was that one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so old. Okay, um, real fast, did you notice any of the Easter eggs? See, I'm gonna honestly, I don't give a shit what people say. I don't know what the fuck Easter eggs mean. Everybody always. Well, they mention um dairy. Um, the town from Pennywise, well, from it. No, no, I, I never understood what the fuck an Easter egg period is. Oh, Easter eggs are like the little things that connected to like the other Stephen King books, or like you know things that connected like to like that like, kints or stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what Easter eggs are, or like you know little tad bits of stories or Tenfold. things, okay. or like mentions of other yeah, stuff. So. I've never paid attention to that shit. Okay. Now I know what it means. Okay. Okay. Um, yes. I did hear the, the it one. I just don't remember when, but I was like, oh shit. Okay. Well, when he's talking to the mechanic. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. And then when the Catherine is looking at all the newspapers on the wall, like some of the headlines reference like other Stephen King books, like um, the Children of the Corn and Needful Things. Well, see, I, I'm, I, I know I'm very novice to this. So I don't know a lot of Stephen King. I so the they. I couldn't tell you. I didn't even know this was a Stephen King film. So, yeah. I, I, I couldn't tell you what Easter eggs were there or not. Well, but you did notice, but you, you did. You, you did. But, but, you, Pennywise, but, but you did see in the beginning it said Stephen King's Night Flyer. Yeah, but I didn't know until you told me. But I meant it on Saturday it was Stephen King. Yeah, well, that Saturday, but I didn't know. But then it yeah, said other. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Eric told me to like pick on you. <laughs> I just didn't have a reason to pick on you until Eric, now. <laughs> okay, okay. So um, let's let, let, let's get the ratings out of the way. So are you going to stick with your nine? Yeah, yeah. Well, hold on. Let's see. You have your. Oh shit! You have your ranking just to make sure. Oh, there it is. 
that's hilarious. Okay, so I I mean John, <laughs> your ranking of ten is Johnny Depp the greatest film with the flair of Johnny Depp. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? Like I I like Johnny Depp, but I that was Tim's idea. <laughs> okay, well, okay, Tim, uh, you either have a man crush or want to have a bromance with Johnny Depp. He does. Okay, well, he can scissor your ass with his, you know, scissor hands whenever he gets a chance. But, uh, yeah, I'll stick with my nine. Uh, I would recommend it. I know people will probably be like, bro, this movie sucks. And it might be a little hard for him. But if, if to your point, if you stick to the the time frame and, and realize, you know, back in the day how, how it was, I think uh, it's a good watch. I really would recommend it. I, lo- I love it, hands down. I'm going to give this an 8 because this was really well balanced style, especially like, you know, the tone was good. The scares were at the time, the scares were there, but now the scares aren't for me. But, you know, the the effects were good. We didn't even get to the effects, but um, they well, were good for the time. There, I mean, there really wasn't much effects needed, to be quite honest. I mean, what really could you say about the effects? Like, And you can do it like in a matter of a minute. Like, what was there? The part where he breaks the windows. That's easily done. Yeah. Uh, he's invisible. Uh Whoop! Yeah, the prosthetics for the face and stuff. Yeah, so, and the, I mean, but other than that, the prosthetics was a shit. And yeah. maybe when he just opened his mouth, but I mean, you said it was a face mask, so it was no, no, no it wasn't a face mask. I, I, well, I said it like a, I said face mask, but like you know, I didn't mean that whole prosthetics and stuff. So, okay, yeah, but see, okay, so that was the what probably CGI, right? And for that, if for its time, it was no, no, for I think it was like an actual practical effect. I think they actually like built that. They did. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. That was the best part, hands down, in my in the movie. Like that was my like I'll never erase that from my mind. Was the uh, was the part when he says, "Show me your face" or "Show me your fucking face," and then he shows his face. Like to this day, that shit scares me. Like, yeah. like as an adult, like if you turned around and saw a motherfucker do that, like holy shit, like you would run and probably shit yourself, Loki. For a moment, that you sounded like Steve Buscemi. Oh, I guess, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, do you have any shout-outs you want to give out to? Uh, Nolan, the G Fuel King, always keeping me fueled up with G Fuel. Get him a fridge, G Fuel. He needs it. <laughs> and do you have any recommendations? Uh, as for your ass? No. Okay. No, uh, for films? Uh, it could be films, movies, music, whatever. Uh, la, 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 music, Bring Me the Horizon. My favorite. Everybody knocks me for it. Hands down, my favorite band. Have you heard that um, audio of Bring Me the Horizon with oh, Baby Metal? Yes, I love Bring Me the Horizon. Anything Bring Me the Horizon is my jam. Uh, if you all listen to it, it's great. It goes with anything. Um, and shout out to Infinite. Shop local, shop Infinite, 2107, Shiloh, Sweet. Well, thank you, Jerry, for um, being under, fitting in on this episode today. I hope you had fun, and I really do hope you can, we can do this again because this was fun. Oh, yeah, dude, anytime. I appreciate the invite. This is yeah. new to me, and I really enjoy type of stuff like this. So, yeah, anytime, man. I'd be more than happy to do it with you. It was a pleasure. Oh. Was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. Well, keep on shining. Share to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram at Troglodyte Horror and Cult Film Review or email us at troglodytehacf at gmail.com, altogether lowercase. If you want to support the podcast, join our Patreon.